0: Today, uh, Stefan is going to be uh, preaching for us, taking us through the series, This Is Us. So Stefan, I'm going to pray for you as you come up. Father, we thank you for the servant of yours, that you have given such a big heart with passion to give to your community, to give to your local church. I just pray, oh Lord God, equip him, empower him this moment as he's going to share your truth with your people. I just pray, open the hearts of the people as well as they receive from Him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much, Leona, um, for that prayer. May it be so. just a bit shorter than most. But as Charlotte always says, she prayed for a husband that's tall enough. (laughs) So this is tall enough. Um, I feel like, uh, like after Leona and Andre and Claire and Francis I feel like they're in tune. I feel like Andre should be the the one, yeah, it might be that warm-up, Andre. But I already have my college shirt on, so <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Um, so yeah, just from my side, my, my name is Stefan. I know Leona did say. I'm also not good at that, Leona, with introducing myself. My name is Stefan. Um, I would love to to also introduce myself to you personally. So if I haven't met you, please feel free to come to me and, and introduce yourself. Um, just welcome from my side it's it's so nice to actually see the venue starting to get too small in a sense Um, with everyone uh, back here and yeah we're really grateful for that Um, and also to people online I just want to say welcome to you as well Um, I think as Laura said last week if you are able and if you are healthy please uh, come join us here in the venue So, we are in the third week of the This Is Us series, Um, and this series is speaking about some of our core values. Um, So, as Common Ground Church Weinberg, what are some of the things that are core to our value system? So, if you are a guest here, um, I think you've come at a perfect time, especially if you've been here for the last two weeks as well. Um, because we're speaking about who we are, um, and in a sense also who we want to be, because we don't always get it right. So you're very welcome here, and I just want to encourage you, if you are a guest, um, please afterwards come and, come and chat to us, if I can just ask the leaders also to be on the lookout for people who, who might be on that nice couch there, looking to find out more about, about us. Quick recap, and uh, what's nice about my my recap, I think, is that I'm not going to do much of the talking. I feel that there's two scriptures out of one scripture out of Ryan's preach two weeks ago, and one scripture um, out of uh, Richard's preach last week, and they kind of just flow into each other. I feel you might disagree with me, but um, I'm going to tell you what the topic was. I'm going to read the scripture and. And then hopefully that gives you a recap of uh, the last two weeks. So week one which Ryan uh, preached for us was gospel defined and I'm going to read a section out of Ephesians 2 verse 1 to 10 which I feel just sums that up uh, very well. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So I know that's quite a mouthful. The point is, we are defined by the gospel. The gospel here is, I think, described so well that we contributed nothing to it. We were dead, dead in our sins. But because of God's great love and because of His grace, uh, we are made alive with Christ. Um, and then countercultural Christ-like formation, which was last week. And this is Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and pro- proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I feel those, those two tie in so nicely because we are first saved and then it comes to the renewing of our mind, offering our bodies as a holy sacrifice, not so that we are, are saved, but because we have been saved. And today um, we're going to go into the third section which is cemented in community. And I just felt like in, in our prayer time, in, in some of what, what uh, Claire also shared um, in, in the scripture that Francis read for us, I feel that the, that the Spirit is really speaking to us about this, um, about God's people, about uh, His sheep, about being the, 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 the sheep of His pasture. Um, Claire also shared about seeing this community of believers so cemented in community Um, now i'm a school teacher if you don't know and one of the subjects that i teach is actually uh building construction so building construction as for example the building that we are in uh, so one of the subjects i teach is like the the theory behind the materials the construction of it um, and all of that and you might not be aware of this. Some of you might be. But the building we're sitting in, surrounding us, um, on top of us, below us, these columns that we see here, uh, is a simple mixture of water, sand, stone, and steel. Much of this will have steel in it. But crucially, cement. Well, without the cement Nothing would hold together. It would literally fall apart. And you can imagine if you think about stone and sand and and water, you don't add those things together and then they hold up another floor above you. So when I tell the, the kids, when they start learning about these materials, I kind of feel they get nervous sitting on the basement floor with three floors of concrete, steel, all of that above them. But to me, saying cemented is uh, to me strong language, because in the built environment, when it comes to these things, that that would be that would be an integral part of the built environment. So it's something that we see as important. We need that. We need that. The other thing about cement is that it makes a permanent bond. So once you add water to it, it permanently hardens. You can't add water again, and then it becomes separate materials again. It permanently hardens. So what we're saying, if we say we are cemented in community, we're saying this is, this is an important thing, and it's a permanent thing. Um, so that's just something that, that I felt, to just say, like sometimes we just look at words are cemented in community, but I feel that this has meaning. So we're going to be reading well we're going to be reading a lot of scripture today I, I really felt that um, that I didn't have to actually do much because the scriptures were kind of as, as in the recap just flowing into each other um, so we're going to start with some uh, ex- excerpts from 1 Peter 1 Peter so if you have your Bibles here please do open to 1 Peter 1 we're going to start there We're going to go to 1 Peter 2, 1 Peter 3, 1 Peter 4 to start with, and then we'll take it from there. If you don't have your Bible here, um, it will also be on the screen, uh, so you can also have a look there. While we maybe get there, I'm I'm going to pray for us. Lord Jesus, thank you for this community, thank you for, for this time of worship, thank you for the word that andre and claire and francis and leona brought to us yeah we just pray for your guidance now lord we pray that you you would help us uh, see what what it is you want to to teach us this morning pray that you would help us put tomorrow's worries aside lord yesterday's worries aside lord may our hearts our ears and our eyes be open to what it is you are wanting to teach us we pray that your spirit would guide us. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. So 1 Peter 1. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God i'm going to read through these four scriptures and then we'll then we'll speak about it so that's 1 peter 1 um, then 1 peter 2 oh sorry 1 peter 1 verse 22 sorry i see some people are still a bit so that was 1 peter 1 verse 22 to 23 in 1 peter 2 verse 9 to 10 says but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood uh, early nation god's special possession that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Then 1 Peter 3 verse 8 says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repel Repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. But on the contrary, bless. For to this you are called that you may obtain a blessing. And then 1 Peter 4 verse 8, which will go on to verse 11, I think. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. so i'm reading a book at the moment called letters to the church it's a book by francis chan i don't know if does anyone here know francis chan and has anyone maybe read that book well the book it's what i'm he's, he's speaking about church in that book but how he starts the the book is something i want us to try this morning he starts the book by saying if you were stranded on an island and all you had was the bible How would you live like if you had never heard any teach other teaching no one had ever spoken to you about how community should look so that's where we're applying this how would you expect community to be if all you had is the bible and when we read these four verses if that's all we had to build community on what would it look like and does it look like that? So when we read through this, try and imagine what, what would community look like if this is all we had to go on. Luckily, we have more, especially in Scripture, we have more guidance on what community would look like, but we'll get to that. So along with bringing individual people from death to life, remember we spoke about being dead in our transgressions, those of us that believers in jesus christ god also longs to create one unified redeemed people out of these individuals that have been brought from death to life these individual different people that have been saved the apostle peter wrote of god's plan to create a redeemed people for himself in 1 peter 2 you are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So there's a comment that says, when it it says, once you were not a people, it could also be meaning that once you were different individual peoples kind of on your own mission but now you are a unified people of god jesus invites us to become a unified people no longer divided by the world's hostilities but united by the love of christ when our world seeks to divide us into groups by our industry By our neighborhood by our wealth by our ethnicity or our age or whatever you can add anything to that list jesus makes us into a diverse yet unified group of people in this way jesus forms a new humanity a new nation a new family and a new temple all rooted and grounded in christ So before we actually go in a little bit deeper into what the bible has to say about community um, it's important to see what does popular culture teach about community and I might not be uh, hitting all the points on this and as we go through it you might have other things that you feel like this is actually culture teaches this especially when we get to the part of what does the Bible say you'll be able to easily identify that sometimes in culture it's, it's opposite. So, a post-industrial culture. So, before the industrial revolution, we were, and, and it is still like that in some places, but we were living in tribes. And we were not just living in tribes because it was nice. It was necessary. It was necessary for survival. It was necessary to actually make your, uh, your bloodline go on. If you were on your own, you would probably not survive. And then that can be, be seen as a thick community, like a, a, a nice thick web of people. It's not only, there's not only input on me from my wife. There's also input on me from... Uh, the elders of the community there's also input on me from the other people staying in this community and What we've come to is thin communities uh, Where our input and our interaction is is limited for many of us the only input we really get is Maybe from our parents if they're still alive and then if you are in a relationship or if you're married, from from your wife or then husband. So we are in a, not everyone, but popular culture has thin communities. Instead of communities built on commitment, longevity, and familial ties, our post-industrial society now has communities built upon common interests and fueled by shared experiences. So that you will find in most communities outside of church that everyone is very similar in that community so it's not about even though we're different we're working together to survive it's about we have a lot in common so let's spend time together for as long as we have those things in common we're fine but as soon as we don't i'm going to find someone else who's the same as me again then individual preference preference is a is a big thing these days Whatever feels right is right whatever you prefer to do that's your truth So we don't really need to love anybody that is different to us or that it might be difficult to love I don't know if you've often heard these things. No, I, I visited that community. You can put fill in your blank there. But I just don't feel it. I just didn't I just I just didn't feel it. So I moved on to the next one. It's just not my vibe. It wasn't for me. So that's your individual preference. Then we get a preference based society. And I've added in here just that it's it's transactional we look at community and relationships as transactional i'm in as long as it benefits me if i don't get as much as i give what am i doing there or preferably i must get more than i give then it works for me so it's it's transactional and and we see it in relationships and to be honest, this isn't necessarily outside of the church. It's so often that, that between friends and brothers and sisters in Christ, if, if, if I do something for someone, they're like, yes, I owe, I owe you. And I know it's meant well, but it's almost like I can't just do something for you because I love you. When I do something for you, I, you, know, you need to repay me because now we're even otherwise maybe one day you can keep that against me and say remember that one day when I picked you up in the rain I'm standing in the rain now please come pick me up so it's a it's transactional um, and then it's superficial So it's superficial uh, for me being Afrikaans first language uh, in Afrikaans it's called a word called uh, flak so it's shallow that's what the direct translation would be out of Afrikaans. It's shallow relationships. It's we, we scratch the surface, you know, and we I don't really know if I want to go deeper um, into this relationship, so we just stay there. Our, our relationships just stay shallow and superficial. So we stay away from touchy subjects. We stay away from questions like, how's your marriage? How how are you treating your wife? How are you treating your husband? How's your relationship with God? We don't challenge each other or keep each other accountable because our, our community, our relationships are superficial. Then we have a fear of commitment. It's common today to hear people say things like, why commit to one? And after that you can fill in what you want when you have so many options that you could just keep trying something different every day or every month or every week until you die so why commit to one church if just in our vicinity there's probably about 20 or 30 you can go to a different church every Sunday depends on how you feel that Sunday Richard also mentioned last week We don't want to commit to something too early in case something better comes along in the meantime. We were speaking about uh, RSVP. We do it five minutes before the deadline because we're just waiting, seeing, isn't there maybe something better going to come along? And then I have a reason to say, oh, I can't can't come. I already have this bra on. In committing, I also feel like we have a fear of expectation. If I commit, they might ask me to do something. If I commit, I might be expected to serve somebody. Uh, and I don't know if I can do it. Maybe I'm not good enough. So in a sense, it also comes down to a fear of failure. Um, I see it at the school. We, the boys set goals every year. And then we encourage them to set their goals high. And, and then when you see a, a boy and you kind of know he should, he should be aiming high and you have a conversation with him, it's like, no, if I set it lower, if I set my goal lower, then I know I'm going to get it. So we'd rather set their goal low and get it than aim high, work hard, and maybe not get it, but it's, that, it's, it's fear, fear of failure. If you don't try, you can't fail. Finally, on what the culture around us uh, says about community is, uh, what example do we actually have of community around us? Sure, there are some examples of healthy and, and good community. But what example is given of commitment? Because to be part of a community, you have to commit. And committing is difficult. It's difficult especially when what you're committing to is not always easy and you know it's not going to be easy so you're basically saying I'm signing up for knowing it's not going to be easy it's not always going to be fun all around us people give up on commitments or so-called promises um, very easily um, and and As i'm speaking i just wanted to be clear that i'm not i'm not getting all of this this right i'm i'm right there on the on the the checklist marriage is unfortunate is, is an unfortunate example of where when things get difficult people get out and unfortunately the example that is seen by our children is if things get difficult, you can get out. It's fine. I know that the uh, that this is kind of a blanket statement, so please understand that I'm I'm not saying that this applies to every single situation. But hear my heart. So if the example that you're seeing is a lack of commitment, why would you? Why would you commit? Why would you commit to community or anything for that matter okay so that's brought us quite low um, and i really do hope that what we're getting at will be encouraging um i just want to share a, a story example um, i studied in pochevström it's it pro- would probably be known as afrikaans town uh, at a university that was predominantly an Afrikaans university. I came from an Afrikaans town. Uh, I went to Afrikaans school. and in Pochram, I went to a, a, a student church, which was predominantly Afrikaans student church. Um, students mostly in this church, uh, mostly white people in this church. Um, people from a similar socioeconomic background. So, you know, the point I'm trying to get at is that in that time, I was in community, but I was in community with people that were basically exactly the same as me. So community was easy. It, it was easy because, you know, we would speak about things like not having money to buy coffee. You know, like that, those would be our problems. And then the people around you would relate. It's like, yeah, well, I also don't have money to buy coffee, and you kind of feel like this is the problems that everyone's sitting with. People just don't have money to buy coffee, or whatever it may be. I can't get hot wings from the restaurant, or and and you get this idea that that this is this is the real problems in the world. You know, like this is. If if six people around me are sitting with the same challenges, obviously that's the simple example, but this, these are the, the big issues in the world. But then you get into a community where you're not all the same. You're not all from the same socioeconomic background. You're not all Afrikaans. Uh, you're not all studying. And you realize that you know, buying coffee is the least of some people's problems. Yeah. And then you also realize that, that when you're in a community like that, things, things get difficult. But that's not wrong. That doesn't mean because it's difficult that it's wrong. We go back, we see that Jesus is calling individuals into one body one holy nation so inevitably those individuals are going to be different yes. they're going to be different i think of when i saw the title of this uh, this talk i think of the and i'm going to paraphrase now but the, the the part in revelation that speaks about and there were multitudes of people from every tribe and every tongue And every nation not all Afrikaans not all from the same socio-economic background not all white multitudes of people from every tribe and every tongue and every nation okay so what does biblical community look like now this to me is is I, I enjoy it because as i said earlier i feel like the scriptures are are telling the story or making the case themselves um so i'll, I'll add my bit, take it or leave it uh, but i really do feel that the scriptures are making a case here and and if you are keen to look into actually what it says then just even if you just jot down where it is, like the first one is going to be 1 Peter 2 verse 6, and then we're going to go through 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, I set a timer for myself today, but okay. <laughs> um, okay, so 1 Peter 2 verse 6. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. 1 peter 2 verse 4 to 5 says as you come to him the living stone rejected by humans but chosen by god and precious to him you also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices is acceptable to god through jesus christ so biblical community first of all looks like christ as the cornerstone christ as the cornerstone without him it's not biblical community without jesus it's not biblical community Uh, it's such a nice picture maybe it is because i teach construction that we are as a community building a house uh, together and each of us i remember being at common ground Rondebosch. they handed out pieces of legos to everyone and they said like put this up somewhere and remember that you're part of something bigger. You're not just one stone, one brick, one piece of Lego on your own. The NIV Study Bible says says this, this picture of the scripture emphasizes community. One stone is not a temple or even a wall. One body part is useless without all the others. In our individualistic society, it is easy to forget our interdependence with other Christians. When God calls you to task, remember that He is also calling others to work with you. Together, your individual efforts will be multiplied. Look for those people and join with them to build a beautiful house for God. And when I read this, I just thought, like, don't we forget that? Don't we forget that, that when we are in community, we are busy building something. We're busy building something that, that is actually going to be presented to God. Like, look at the house we built. Look at the house we built. We have Christ as the cornerstone, and what do we have then? The next one is, is loving one another. What does biblical community look like? It looks like loving one another. John 13, verse 34 to 35, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So if we are not committing to spiritual, biblical community, how will we carry out this command of loving one another if we're not around people, if we just are on our own, isolated? Not only that, but we'll be missing out of the opportunity to show people that we are jesus's disciples so, so it's always such a like love one another because then people will see that you are my disciples it's it seems simple and it is simple in in a sense but it's but but it's not always easy it doesn't it feels like it doesn't come naturally to us to do john 17 verse 20 to 23 my prayer is not for them alone it's speaking about his disciples, Jesus, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me And I have loved them even as you have loved me again there's a there's something of a of a testimony when we are united we are are actually telling the world somehow that Jesus really came that's that's what this is saying when we are united other people will know that I really am who I said I am. I really did come. Okay, the next one is commitment. And committing sacrificially. Um, And this is not just because, we're not just saying commit because the Christian life is difficult, so you must just commit. Just commit. Uh, It's for God's glory and for God's purposes. So listen to this praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It's almost like because they were in such a tight-knit community, uh, the Lord was adding to the people that were being saved. So, the way that they were living wasn't just to make their lives difficult. I think it again comes back to showing the people around them, like, this is this is the church of christ and and the lord was adding people daily that were being saved because of how they were living and then acts 432 says all the believers were one in heart and mind no one claimed that any of the their possessions was their own but they shared everything they had again it it's good for for the community but it's also for god's purposes saving people building his kingdom and then second last uh, Claire touched on this in in what she shared as well is using our gifts we use our gifts in our community Romans 12 verse 3 to 8 says for by the grace given me I say to every one of you Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. In biblical community, we don't withhold our gifts from our community. Paul says that we are all given gifts, all that are are for the upliftment of the body all that build together on this building for jesus so if you know what that gift is then use it 1 corinthians 12 verse 12 to 14 just as a body though one has many parts but all its many parts form one body so it is with christ we we for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So this week, preparing for this, I had to, I had to repent of thinking too much of myself. I had to repent of thinking that that a friend of mine, a brother in Christ, that, that actually, you know, I am... I'm a bit better than him, so I'm not going to do this for him. was something simple. I'm not going to go into details. But what I want to encourage you is as you read through these scriptures, look at your week, look at your day that's passed, and maybe, maybe you, as I did, need to come before God and say, God, I'm sorry. I need to humble myself. I'm thinking more of myself than I actually ought to. Because Jesus calls us to Serve. He washed his disciples' feet. He says, now you saw what I did. Do the same. He says, if you want to be first, be last. In my kingdom, if you want to be first, be last. So simple things which we might think are beneath us, when we look at our community, those are the things that in Jesus' eyes are on the top of the list. Okay. Meet and encourage. This is the last one on what i think the bible says what biblical community looks like and i think we all know this one hebrews 10 verse 24 to 25 and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching meet together meet together Encourage each other. Spur one another on towards good good work, works. Spur one, an, one another on to love. Don't give up meeting together. Encourage one another. And even more so as you see the day approaching. So, I'm not going to go into detail with the next... I feel uh, we've gone on quite long. Um, Some of the challenges that we might have in in building this biblical community. First of all, we need to ask the Spirit to actually show us our need for community. Because I think the Bible is really clear on on that community is an important thing. But if we don't actually come to a realization of, of that we need it, then it will also always feel empty. Secondly, we can ask the Spirit to help us see community the same way that God sees it. I think that's, that's such a, a, a big prayer for me. God, help me see your church, your body, your building as you see it. Then, being humble, acknowledging that that we actually are quite selfish, and and when we look at some of the things that we need to commit to, that first reaction that we have isn't always, uh, how can I say, the right one, it's almost an instinctive one, and we often are quite selfish. And then fourth value others above yourself if if community is only about you then it's going to be difficult to actually find a community that works for you because no community can ever just be about you philippians 2 verse 1 to 4 therefore if you have any encouragement from being united with christ if any comfort from his love if any common sharing in the spirit If any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Ephesians 4, verse 15 to 16. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into Christ Himself, who is the head. From Him, the whole body is fitted and held together by every supporting ligament. And as each individual, individual part does its work, the body grows and builds itself up in love. So those are some of the challenges that, that we might face in building this community. So I'm going to just give some short practical things that we can now go from here and we can go do from here um the first one is ask someone if you feel like you're out of community but you are a a member of this church speak to someone speak to the deacon speak to andre speak to me speak to the elders speak to someone and then we take it from there instead of just going home and saying i don't know where to to get into community at weinberg come speak to someone uh, speak to the members. Maybe you see members around you that, that they look like they are in community. Uh, let's well, speak to them. Say, listen, where, where are you? Where are you involved? Like, like, I want to get stuck in. So there are many places to get involved and, and to serve. So we often say it at school, we say, get stuck in. So we might say, get cemented in. Get, get involved that this is community we do we want to do life together get stuck in this one is important ask God and ask fellow believers uh, what is your gift what is your gift to me uh it was so encouraging I think Mark came up to me one day and he said listen I really think teaching like teaching like this is your gift and that gave me a, a, a confidence to, when I need to come here, to say, you know, I might not always be confident in this, um, I might not always have felt like I prepped enough, but I feel like this, this is one of my gifts, uh, and I want to be faithful with it. So, so I'm going to come, even though I, I don't know if I'm going to get it right. So ask God, ask the, the people around you, what do they think? Uh, so, some of your gifts or even one of your gifts and that will help you to know, uh, to know maybe in which direction you must go. Yes. Invite people or invite yourselves over to other people. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte quite enjoys, my wife enjoys just inviting us over to other people, especially when they have a bride place which we don't have. It's like we're coming for a bride, see you Saturday. Intentional about our relationships. Um, this isn't easy, and like we said, community isn't going to be easy, but it makes sense when we are not putting ourselves as the most important thing or person. So be intentional about your relationships in the body of Christ. The type of church in Acts doesn't just poof happen. Yes, it's by the power of the Spirit. Yes, it's by the grace of God. But those people still had a choice to say yes to that community or to not. And then be open to it. Be open to accountability. Open to people being able to speak in your life, knowing that when they do that, it's because they care for you. This is very difficult to do, both sides. To be open to it and also to speak into someone's life. But know that when they do that, it's because they care for you. And don't wait. We often put these things off, like, ah, already have a packed Sunday, I'll maybe look at this next Sunday, see how I can, I can apply this to my life. It won't, it, we're not going to get it right every day, we're not going to get it right every year, and that's not what I believe God is asking us to do. And from all the scriptures that we see i think it's clear that the, those people were also not getting it right that's why they needed the encouragement keep on meeting together i hear you guys aren't meeting keep on meeting together so so we're not going to always get it right but that shouldn't be a reason for us to actually give up i'm done i i apologize Um, If it's been long for some of you, I felt like it is something that I needed to finish. Um, So let me just finish with a prayer. And it's a prayer, it's Paul's prayer. And I get so encouraged when I read this and I want to read it to us. Um, It's in Ephesians 1 verse 15 to 23. So, you can close your eyes, or if you want to read, you may read. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people, and His incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength He exerted when He raised Christ from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under His feet and appointed Him to be head over everything for the church, which is the body, the fullness of Him who fills everything in every way. Amen.